0: canines are our passion they are our addiction they are our way of life right down to the very core and without them we would be lost the canines of this world really are something to behold they assist us at work they accompany us at home and they perform for us in the field No matter where we go, they are by our side. Canines really are a ride or die, and for that, we are grateful. This podcast will showcase working canines of various breeds and disciplines as we search for those canines and their handlers who are always striving to be the best at what they do. Those who are always grinding. Those who are always pushing the limits. Those who are always dogging. Join us on our adventures as it is sure to be a wild ride. I'm your host, Bryce Matthews. And I'm your co-host, Stephen Basham. And And this, this this is Semper Dogger. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Simper Doggin' Podcast, guys. I am your host, Bryce Matthews, and today we're going to do things a little differently. I recently went down to the Grand American Coon Hunt all the way down in South Carolina, Uh, Went down there specifically for the sole purpose of pushing this podcast, trying to get the word out to people, let them know what we had going on, get the best content that we could get for you guys, the listeners. We've got big names from John Strickland, Jeff Frickliffs, Ashley Oxidine, all the way down to your local coon hunter, who you may not have ever heard before, but guess what? They've got the same passion that those big timers have. We've got everybody. We've got them from old all the way to young. We've got coon hounds. We've got mouth calling on here. This was a fun, fun episode to record, and I hope you guys like it. I did make this trip by myself this year, so Basham will not be joining me on here. But guys, I'm telling you what, <clears throat> this, was, this was just a really fun time uh, for me to go down there, get to interact with everybody, spread the word of the Dog and podcast, let them know what we have going on, our goals, our missions, our future, and I met some really good people along the way, and you know what? I've actually been in contact with a few of them since this recording, and you know, I I would consider them friends at this point. You know, we've talked about it every day since then. So that's the beauty of this podcast, guys. It really is all about bringing people together and the camaraderie that those of us who are always dogging have with each other. It, it's a beautiful thing. So, all right, guys. Without further ado, we're gonna get into this thing. I hope you guys enjoy it. If you do, that's great. Leave us a review. Give us a like and a follow. Come join us over on our Facebook page, Simper Dog and Podcast. Make sure you follow our sponsors. And I hope you guys really, really, really enjoyed this episode. I am down here in Orangeburg, South Carolina at the 60th anniversary of the Grand American. And I am joined by a familiar face to me, at least, Mr. Goodluck Genie himself, Michael Mitchell. How you doing, Bubby?
1: I'm doing great, Bryce.
0: What what brings you down here, guy? How far have you, first off, how far are you from home?
1: Uh, About 10 hours.
0: Okay, what makes you come all the way down here in South Carolina?
1: Never been to the Grand American. This
0: is your first time? Oh, I didn't know that. I figured you'd been here before.
1: No, I've been to Winter Classic, Autumn Oaks, been to a lot of them, but not Grand American.
0: Okay, so, first impression, Friday afternoon, what do you think?
1: A lot of people here getting ready, getting they started Friday. The hunt tonight, who are you hunting? I got my handler, Lee Wade, hunting Hook. Hook, tell me a little bit about Hook. Uh, he's just an English dog, not flashy, just trees, cones.
0: Now, that is a lie. He uh-huh. is flashy. He is one of the prettiest English dogs I've seen.
1: Well, looks don't treat them comes coons.
0: They don't, but by God, he is a beautiful, tri-colored English dog. I mean, he's got the blue and the red. He's got it going. He's a good-looking dog.
1: Yeah, he's got a good head on him, too.
0: Now, where, where did you get Hook at?
1: I bought him from Bub Blackwell when he was 15 months old.
0: Yep. Okay, so how old is he now?
1: He just turned two June 25th.
0: Right, and you've had a pretty good run. You, Lee, and, you, Lee, and Hook have had a good run. Tell me a little bit about what he, what all Hook's accomplished.
1: Well... I got the little dog. He could treat a lot of coons. Right. And I didn't have a handler. So I had the dog up for sale. No one even wanted to come and look at him. I had a thousand tire kickers. Finally, I got a hold of Lee. Told Lee if he'd buy a half interest, we'd run with him. He did. Got a few things fixed on him. Took about two nights of hunting. Right. To fix what we needed to fix. Starting May 25th, I believe, at Black and Tan Day's. PKC and black and tan days Monticello was a double cast winner got him in took a little run and uh, been hunting him ever since he uh, was third in the PKC state standings for 2023 got a tournament champion ticket got a pup ticket in July uh, got a national ticket of course and uh, made him a grand night he had 15 UKC wins with all the PKC hunts we put him in also.
0: I mean, that's pretty impressive. I know he had a good run at the UKC Indiana State, too, this year.
1: Yeah, he won it, double-cast winner, put up a pretty good score, and uh, just trained those coons in state ground.
0: So have, have you had Hook down south? Have you have you traveled him across the country? What do you think he's going to do down here?
1: I expect the dog to travel. He travels real well. I expect the dog to do what he does. <coughs> he uh, he can treat any kind of coon. He can tree the layups that ain't ever been down. He trees the real hot coons and the feeding coons. So right. I look for him to just do his hook-style training coons.
0: Is, is he the only dog you guys brought down here? Yeah. Because I know you own a couple other dogs. I know you had another English dog. I think you've still got a walker, right?
1: Yeah, I got uh Rack em up Ben, Silver Champion, three-year-old. Uh, Cody Burrells hunts him. And uh, Cody went through, you know, he got married, and now he's expecting his First child, so he hasn't put been in a lot of hunts, but he's getting ready to rack him back up.
0: Right, and he's a nice dog. I mean, I handled him once, and I've drawn out with him a couple times, and he's he's a nice dog.
1: Yeah, you never even heard the dog bark, as since I owned him, and you went and regional and got him in first round, and then we got beat late.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it still was a good time. Oh yeah, and no, just helping buddies out. That was more of it for me. Was just trying to help you out whenever you were in a pinch. So, what draws you to the English breed? Is that what you've always hunted?
1: No, I've hunted about anything. But uh, English dogs, uh, me and Lee owned a dog named Freak. He played sixth in the Super Stakes last year in the uh, spring. And uh, he was a coon trainer. And then when I got hooked and uh, Bub talked to me about him, I bought him sight unseen. Because me and Bub's good buddies, and he's always he knows what a dog is, and when I uh, started hunting him, I seen he was a countryer too. So the English dogs have really put a big impression to me lately.
0: And and what are you seeing out of them that you might not be seeing out of the other breeds? I mean, is it just are you seeing something specific?
1: Well, I I see good dogs in every breed, but uh, the Walker dog I got's a little flashy. He's action packed. Where uh, He'll miss a little bit, uh, but with hook, I mean, when you're going to a tree, you just know you're either going to see a coon or a dentry.
0: Right. Now, an English dog. If I, if I remember right, I think the English dog Big Lee won this hunt last year.
1: Yes, sir. I talked to Chris Harley just uh, about an hour ago.
0: Is Lee down here this year? Do you know?
1: Yep. He'll be hunting tonight.
0: That's that's right on. Have you heard anything about the hunting down here?
1: Yeah, uh, I heard. Is there be- any
0: place you don't want to get drawn out to?
1: i guess it all depends where you go but you're gonna get wet
0: i reckon so and i think there's a storm coming in tonight
1: yeah i'm gonna stay pretty dry in the truck
0: oh well, you've got a nice sweatshirt on such truck man yeah. i really like it
1: that's... well every good handler needs a good truck man <laughs>
0: that's pretty slick
1: yeah so... i got uh two knee replacements <laughs> and i just it's in my blood so i just love to be involved so i just help lee when when i can and we go hunt and have a good time and when we go to these hunts, he takes over and he does a phenomenal job with the uh, hook.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what it's all about, you know, just running these hunts with your buddies, having a good time. And this is kind of the kickoff. This is the start of the 2024 season. Uh, obviously, we're early January, down south. Uh, next month, well, we're in South Carolina this month. Next month, we'll be down in Mississippi, winter Clatsy. you Are you going to be going down there?
1: Well, we got a lot of hunts early spring, so we're going to have to sit down and decide where we're going, but... You know, with the truck ticket one and the nationals and PKC World being moved to the spring, I think it favors Hook. Uh, but there's a lot of hunts, and you just, with tournament champions, you just got to figure out where you're going to go. Right.
0: I mean, there, that's the thing. You can really look around at any given time and find a hunt somewhere, and when you've got a dog that you think can be hauled all over the country, you've got to pick and choose where you're going to go.
1: Absolutely. And Hook, you know, I've had a lot of good dogs where you got to get down here a day or two early and uh Get them adjusted to traveling, but Hook is—he—he he travels well.
0: Well, you—you got to have that, especially at these longer hunts and out of town. But, Mr. Mitchell, I wish you nothing but the best. You and Lee. Hopefully, your handler don't throw it away for you. Yeah, well. I give him a hard here time.
1: To, we're here to have a good time, so <laughs> we'll let the dog do whatever he's going to do, and we'll we'll walk away and have a good time either way.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So I appreciate you sitting down with us here. Uh, like you said, guys, we are live at the Grand American. We're going to see if we can't find a couple other people walking around, sit down, and record with us. We got Michael Mitchell, his handler Lee Wade, and Hook going to be competing tonight. So wishing nothing but the best, buddy.
1: All right, I appreciate it, Bryce. Right. Let me sit down and talk to you and. Everyone needs to come by and stop by and get some of the Semper 5, Semper Dog you? Yes, uh, they got out here. They got some nice sewn hats and shirts, and I ended up buying one.
0: You did. You did. So, like I said, guys, you can, you'll can. you be hearing this here a little bit later after this event's already over. But you can always hit us up on our Facebook page, Semper Dog and Facebook page. We've got hats for sale. We've got shirts for sale. Um, it, it's good. We appreciate you guys supporting us and helping us support the veterans down the road.
1: So. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, guys. Well, that does it for Michael Mitchell. We'll catch you at the next one.
1: All right. Appreciate it.
0: See you, buddy. All right, guys. We are sitting here with the current interim world champion of the e h s mr john strickland we caught him strolling around today <laughs> mr john how are you
2: good 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 that's funny when you say it like that i but mean yeah we're doing good
0: i like it i like it you and old champ had a good little run there
2: yeah they they uh they uh doing a good job so far and the format's unbelievable you know and um it's something fun different different to the sport yeah and, uh, I believe a lot of people have a good time with it. Yeah, course, I do, it's all with. Yeah. I
0: enjoy watching them. I mean, the live stuff on YouTube, like, that's fun to <clears throat> watch.
2: You know, I've had people, like, in my little town, it's funny, they don't even, never heard of coon hunting in their life, and I'll see them at the grocery store and McDonald's or whatever, and they'll be like, man, we watched that video, we watched that video, you know, and <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. I'm like, what, how would you find that video? You yeah, know? it's fun. So, yeah. okay, tell us... Uh,
0: you're down here at grand American and I believe you had a plus point cast win
2: last night. How'd it yeah. go? Yeah. Um, I hunted the champ dog, you know, he's off country and, uh, Oh gosh, I won this hunt. Like I was 16 years old and, and then I hunted it with Apollo again. Um, the year he won, we won automotes or the year I won automotes with him. I thought it'd be cool. to win automotes and then the grand American. I won my cast the first night. Then and the second night, I got on beat on tiebreaker. If it had been for that, kind of got a bad deal, but if it had been for that, I'd been in again in the final four. Yeah. This year, uh, we kind of, it was a last minute deal. I got it over to the governor's spot over there in Yamasee, South Carolina. And the dog should have went north and he swung back behind us and went south and it, it wasn't. I had a slick, a, you know, you can't hardly minus a palm tree because right. they're tall and they got a bowl down at the top of them. Well, i get a baby palm tree, only about eight foot tall, right out the truck. You got second and first on it, so minus that. Now, you know how it is when you pull a minus right 200 out the truck, you got to catch up. And anyway, he ended up treeing, he uh, got through the country and, and uh, he treated den, big den. Then he got through the country. Treated coon, um, cut him off that, and he fell in there about seven hundred and treated triple. So uh, uh, he treated only two coons. We looked at. Yeah, did a good He ended, ended up with one hundred twenty-five. You know, if that slick. But
0: are you finding with him that you can take him across the country and he's the same dog, or how do you think of that? that works
2: yeah, for yeah, he's a incredible layup dog, uh, and, and that's like last night. You know, I think one dog had three seventy-five minus at the end. One had four hundred One had five hundred minus. I had one hundred quarter plus. So you know, if you look at it that way, you say, well, damn, you know, look pretty good, but, but still wasn't enough to get you, get you you got a cast win, we need to put probably 657, 5800, maybe tonight, you know, with a cast win, and, and you might have a chance getting this thing, but, but yeah, he, he's, he's really the same dog, any kind of country, uh, he does better when he can stretch out, and got more open woods, um, or field edges, and stuff like that, he don't, he don't do really good in a lot of cut over and blown down timber. He you know, he is still a blue dog. Right. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So have you already drawn out tonight? Do you know who you're hunting against? I do I've drawn but I don't know who I'm hunting against. Gotcha. To, I okay. didn't go back there and look.
0: Alright, so champ, is he the one you're gonna be pushing here for a while?
2: Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, I see some, some really, really, really uh, cool uh greatness in him, you know, and, and um I've been saying I have him ready by mid March. Uh, he's a little ahead of schedule. I think I'm mid February, first of March, getting him really ready. Um, but but he, he's the right kind. He's got coons when he trees. He's, he's independent and, you know, good hunting dog. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So, one of the questions that I had when I, I was kind of intrigued when I saw you and Oxidine and Strick, uh, and uh, Jeff Rickliff down here mm-hmm. was there was a pro, pro hunt going on last night. And you guys are down here at Grand American. What drew you down here to this event?
2: Well, there's a couple things. Number one, I, I have a place in Georgia, and you know, I'm from here originally. Yeah. So, we gonna, we come down Thursday, and we'll stay all the way through next Sunday. So, we're just, this week you get Grand American. I want to hunt it, and Ashley Oxidine, you know, he ain't hunted a whole lot of hunts, and he thought, man, I want to hunt Grand American. He had a 350 cast one we with Hobo last night, so okay. so he's in pretty good contention, you know. So he took the reins away from Rickliff last he night. Did. He did. Rickliff walked around. <laughs> so, uh, but Ashley's calm. He's older. He's you know he's pretty calculated. He, he's good. He, he he'll he'll do what it takes. But so, uh, Will, the Pro Sport Truck Hunt is next weekend. Yep. So. We come down hunted this and then we'll hunt all week and get double ready for pro sport truck hunting. Gotcha, next weekend. gotcha.
0: That makes sense. Well I was just glad to see you guys walking around. Yep. You both got good plus points wins. I mean it puts both of you in contention for Yeah, yeah. You're,
2: you're not out of the question. No, absolutely not. Like I said, you get seven fifty, six fifty, seven fifty, eight hundred bucks or eight hundred points tonight. And when you cast your right. two cast you know, wins you you're probably in there.
0: Yep. All right, brother man. Well thank you for sitting down here for just a few minutes and we appreciate you. Good luck tonight. Appreciate it,
2: brother, Anytime. Thanks thank you. Now.
0: This is going to be fun, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I am sitting down with Craig Lewis. Just met him, don't know him from Adam, but he walked up here to the simper dog and table, and we was able to sit down there and have a chat and a conversation, and through that conversation, found out that Mr. Craig has won this Grand American
3: hunt before. How was that? When did you do that, Craig? Um, in 2000, the 35th annual. Um I had a dog, a ball stylish hickory nut storm, and had a handler, Jamie Stone. Okay. He handled the dog for me. So you were the owner? I was the owner, yes. What kind of dog was tree Stone? A tree and walker. Tri and walker. Yep. And you
0: said it was the 35th anniversary? Yes. Okay, so this is the 60th. Yes. So it's been a while. Yep. You have you been coming to Grand American for all them years? Um since 79. 79. Have you missed one? Um about four. Wow, that's still a pretty good record. Yeah. Okay, so we're in South Carolina. Where are you from then?
3: I'm, I'm from uh, like Charlotte, North Carolina.
0: Okay. As the crow flies, how far is that?
3: Um, Three hours. That's not too bad. Right north of Myrtle Beach. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Do you have a dog entered this weekend? My son does. I'm with him. Gotcha. So he's handling. Yeah, he's the handler and the owner. And the owner. You're yeah. just the truck man? I'm just the man in the truck. That's perfect. <laughs> hey,
0: it takes a good truck. We just had another podcast just a few minutes ago with the truck man. Yeah. Those are important to have. Yeah. Okay, so what? tell me about the dog you're hunting this weekend. Give me a little background.
3: Um, He's uh, Alan Rambo, which was the original owner, and he's still the co-owner. <laughs> oh, I from, know Rambo. From May- uh, Mayfield, Kentucky. <laughs> yes. Oh, he and I are great friends. Yes,
0: I know Rambo. But
3: it's a dog he trained and owned forever. My son wanted to start hunting, and he just said, "Hey, I got a dog," so he's been off and running. I think he's hunted 11 cast one seven this year. That so he qualified for the tournament of champions. Right, and um, just and then he's he's bought a, a pup off of a jail cell. Okay, Sean Welch. Sean Welch, yes, yep. and he's I think he's like 15 months, and he's just getting to going. Right. So, do you guys run to all these competition hunts? You guys mainly pleasure hunt. What do you guys got like going on? He does a lot of pleasure hunting and competition. I come with him sometimes.
0: Okay. Have you? Are you out of the competition game yourself now? Basically, yeah. But you got him into it, didn't you?
3: Well, yeah, when he was young. <laughs> I brought him here when he was young. You know, back in them days, he was four or five years old. But he's hunt- he, he got back into it after school, college, and all that. I mean, he got married. He's He hunts now.
0: Right. Okay. So somebody who has
3: not been to this event, give me your best description of Grand American. What is it? What does it mean to you? Oh, it's just... Uh, the to me, it's the granddaddy coon hunt. It's definitely close to my house, but it's it's just fun place to bring everybody. Your kids for sure. is. to me, uh, you know, the kids are represented well here.
0: They are. They the got youth. a good youth show. Yep. Uh, they got a lot of stuff going on for for the kids. Yep. You walking around a lot of these vendors. They're selling kids chaps and kids vests. And man, I saw one <laughs> little boy. He walked around here just a minute ago. I mean, he was decked out from head to toe. Yeah. He had him a new light, a squalor, his chaps. I mean, he was proud as a peacock. That, hey, that this is where kids get started. <laughs> it is. It's wonderful to see the youth getting out here and having a good time. Uh, okay, what part of the twenty or two thousand? Sorry, the two thousand win. What part meant the most to you on that? Was it because it was close to home? Was it
3: because of Grand American? What was it? Just, there were so many friends. Uh, Mr. Roy Braddock, he gu- he guided our cast. You know, just meeting people that I met. You know, I'd met them for three years, but then the you know, to have it all turn out. My dog was represented as a stud dog. Okay. So everybody knew him from magazine. Right. And then he won. So, that, so he
0: okay, so he was in the magazine one.
3: He was in the barns out here that day and he won. Okay, so that is kind of backwards from the way
0: that I see it today. Yeah. A lot of times them guys don't push them as the in the stud barn or in the magazines until after they've won something big. Yep. And then they're going out trying to push him and do their thing with him. That's
3: right. But that is really interesting that you know you, he had the whole total package. Yeah, he was he was he was a lot of fun with him.
0: Okay, did you did you keep any pups off of him?
3: I did through the years. Uh, uh, he he was an accident. I, I brought him back, I brought him I retired him for a while and started back hunting. Then he was an accident and you know he was gone. He died. Right. He got ran over. What what kind of pups did he throw? Pretty good. Pretty good. I mean they were were a lot of them close to like him and. I I enjoyed a bunch of them. I hunted them for five or six years, eight years maybe after he passed. Gotcha. But um, he, he was throwing some good pups.
0: Okay. Now personal question here, as far as opinion. Yep. Can you take a dog from the south and win in the north, and can you take a dog from the north and win down here in the south?
3: Which one's easier? Um, the, well, coon dogs are gonna they're gonna show you wherever they go. Um, the south is harder hunting in my opinion. There's more of a coon population in the north. Right. But. Honestly, it, it, you know, it's the good Lord's blessing.
4: I agree with that one. I
3: mean, that that one there, I mean, there's good good hunters and good dogs everywhere, but when it's your turn, it's your turn. But I believe in hunting, when you're hunting with people, show, show them, you know, do right. Always help them find their coon and be a, nothing but a gentleman of sport because you're going to win, you're going to lose. That's right. But in, in saying that there, you know, I just say um, – Good luck to everybody Wherever you go
0: Absolutely I And mean, you know We need some more Of that attitude around here Because it's not what Some people think it is If you're new to the sport You're new to the, the podcast And competition Coon hunting It's not Everybody got cheated Everybody got screwed There's a lot of good people In this sport
3: That's right And we need to all Continue to try to be that way I've met a tremendous Amount of folks Through coon hunting You and me both brother You and me both yes, Just sir. like right now That's right Just like right, right That's now That's right <laughs> Alright
0: well Mr. Crick Thank you for taking Just a few minutes To sit down and talk to us And we appreciate you Alright thank you <laughs> Have a, Have a good one. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, I have got a very interesting <laughs> guest sitting here with me today. Buddy, tell me your name where you're from. I'm Case Walker, I'm from Manson County. Manson County, South Carolina?
5: Uh North Carolina. North Carolina. What are you doing down here at Grand America? Uh we coon hunt. My my stepfather coon hunts down here. Uh he's got a plot dog and he's gonna be hunting. Did he hunt last night? Yes sir.
0: Well how do he do? Any good?
5: No, sir. I, he treated a couple coons, but I think he drew minus
0: Gotcha. Okay, so, I saw you over here looking at these duck calls and goose calls and stuff that the Fallen Outdoors booth has going on. And then I heard you make a little call, and I thought they were, you were testing one of the calls, and you weren't. You were doing that straight up with your mouth.
5: Yep. Where did you learn how to make these calls? Do you sit at home and practice? How does that work? Well, I practice about every day, to be honest. It was, I think it was 2019, I saw two tur- turkeys go by, a couple turkeys when I was with my pop. And he started making a turkey call. I'm like, how do you do that? And I've been practicing since then. And how how old are you? I'm 12 years old. 12 years old. And you told me you won some type of event, right? Yes, sir. I've won the Dixie Deer Classic turkey calling event, I think second place with my mouth, with my voice right here. Yeah. All right. So how many different calls do you think you can do? I can can do a turkey, speckle belly. I'm practicing on my goop, like a honker. I, I think I can do a little bit of owl.
0: Okay. Give me your best of each one of them. Let's start with the speck. All right. (laughs) That's pretty good. Okay. Let's go to the turkey. Is that the one that you won the contest with? Yes, sir. I can tell. That's a good one. Oh, Now now we got somebody in the background blowing one of them calls that, that I thought he was doing, but he was doing it with his mouth. Alright, let's let him get done. Alright, give me an owl. I can't do that. That's pretty good. <coughs> give it another one. No, that's better than I could ever do. Alright, what's the other what's the fourth one you said you had?
5: I'm doing tra- practicing oh. doing the honker. Yeah,
0: let's hear let's hear it. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> that is awesome, buddy. You got it down pat. 12 years old, you said. Yes, sir. Where do you see yourself going with this? Do you like to compete in these calling competitions?
5: Yes, sir. I like doing the turkey call contest, and I like some day I like to do duck calling contests. So and Basically, any of the contests, I like it. It's fun.
0: Yeah, but I bet you got a big future ahead of you. Oh, we got somebody in the background blowing another call. These things sound pretty good. That's the fun of these live events, man. You never know what's going to be going on in the background. That's right. So do you hunt? You can hunt yourself, too? Yes, sir. What I, kind of dog you got?
5: None. I just sold mine. Oh, you just sold it? Yeah. What? He wasn't that good, so I sold him for $100. <laughs> there you go. Well, what kind of plans do you have to get another one? I'm probably going to get a plot dog to breed with my uh, uncle's dog.
0: Gotcha. All right, brother man. Well, that was awesome. Very impressive keep yep. it up you're gonna go places with that stuff well, thank you absolutely buddy well thanks for sitting down and joining us on the simple dog podcast and we'll catch you around all right brother man all right the simple Doggin' podcast is proudly presented to you by froggy bottom outdoors opening on february 12th of 2024 froggy bottom outdoors is the newest outdoor and hunting supply habitat management and livestock feed provider in the midwest With a wide variety of products, a unique business model, and a dedicated team of individuals who are eager to provide their customers with an unparalleled shopping experience, you will not have to search any further than Froggy Bottom Outdoors. With brands such as Garmin, Yoder Nylon, Banks Hunting Blinds, Razor Hunting Gear, Purina Mills, Kalmbach Feeds, Anuxia, Real World Products, and many more, Froggy Bottom Outdoors has you covered from the farm to the woods. Visit froggybottomoutdoors.com and follow them on Facebook to see how they can help you. Not finding what you're looking for online? No problem. Feel free to give the store a call at 765-330-2098. The team at Froggy Bottom Outdoors is excited to get to know you and will be glad to answer any questions you may have. Remember, the store and website do not go live until next Monday, February 12th. Well, 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 we have tracked down two more of the finest men in South Carolina today. Well, maybe one of them. I don't know about the other one. Yeah, you guys know that laugh. That's Mr. Jeff Rickliffs. and he is joined by his partner, Mr. Ashley Oxidine. How are you today, brother?
6: Good, buddy. we both good, bud.
0: That's what we're here for. So... Ashley, I wanna to talk to you just a little bit here. I know you have taken the reins over on Hobo and little Jeffy's your truck man. <laughs> Tell me how your cast went last night.
6: Um we struck straight out in the truck for seventy five and um tree for one twenty-five left handed. Hobo had a coon, looked real good. Um and he treed one more coon through the world at the end of the hunt. Coons wasn't moving last night, but he looked good. For the sort of situation yeah
0: yeah absolutely so i know you've got hobo back down at your house now have you been hunting him getting him ready for this event or do you just kind of pull him out of the box
6: nah i've been hunting him you've they, been hunting him hard yeah we've been hunting
0: so i know you hunted last night you and uh strickland both got double or got both got a cast win right have you figured out where you're going tonight yet
7: haven't heard no they they drew or <laughs> i went and signed us up earlier while well, i actually was doing a different podcast actually and they got our cast number, but we don't know who's gonna draw. Well,
0: who el- who else is running around trying to get recordings? Gotcha.
7: No, this was... Oh, yeah, no, Josh McHale. Oh, over oh Josh over yeah.
0: there at Joy. Well, good. So when y'all get done listening to this, go over there give Josh some love. I didn't know he was out but, running around No, today. he was
7: actually at the motel. He did a big long one with him at, at your motel. Yeah, this
0: morning. Perfect. Well, we're always here to support all those guys. Josh does a good job with what he has. Uh, Ashley, what's your plans for Hobo going forward?
6: Um, You know, I don't get to hunt. Our season here in the south is... Uh, we start in October, November. My good hunting's over March, and Jeff will have him back, you know, it works perfect for me, um, so that'll give me some time to enjoy him and hunt him, and Jeff still come, just like now, you know, we're going to the truck hunt next week, he's going to hunt Lady, so just trying to give me opportunity to enjoy him a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely, you know, I know that I've been told you work a ton, and you know, you're really invested in what you do outside of Coonhound, so it's got to be nice to be able to have a nice dog that you can come back, get your hands on for a few months, enjoy him, and then take him back to somebody like Jeff, who you know he's going to be in good hands, you know you can trust him, and you know that you're going to have a good chance at winning with.
6: That's right. Jeff takes care of him. He does a good job. And, you know, we have dogs, but not many of them can come down here and tree coons like that. And just, you know, and Hobo, he loves it. He, he, does, he, he does phenomenal.
7: That's that's one thing I want to iterate on that. Um, you know, Bryce, of course, we live 30 minutes apart, so you know our hunting is relatively easy compared, you know, compared to this hunting. And I was at Ashley's for a week last winter, and it's it's a different world. And I think it's just absolutely awesome to bring a dog. Some of them never do adjust, but Hobo he had him down two years ago, and he said he say never seen a dog from the north take to his water and hunting. And that I think it it, it helps them adjust because you know we travel all over the United States and hunt in every state there that has a competition. That, so basically Hobo's, you know, he's he's ready for any kind of trains. Well, I'm saying when Ashley hunts him down here, it helps immensely, you know.
0: Right, absolutely. Because we don't get the chance to hunt the swamps and stuff like no, this up no. there. So. Being able to send that dog down here and have a working team and a working relationship, it, it really puts the dog in the best position, and it makes both y'all's lives easier, in my opinion, because yeah. you if you're struggling with one thing you need to get ready for one hunt, bam, it's there. Just send him and get him ready.
7: That's right. Well, you know how our weather can be, too. Like, I don't know if you've looked at our weather for next week. I
0: haven't, but I heard we're getting snow right like
7: now. next week, though, it's supposed to be single digits with 6 to 12 inches of snow. So, what, you know, what would I do with Hobo up there then? So, he'll be down here in Asheville still be hunting him. It's... You know, and that's another thing I wanted to iterate was, you know, Ashley's a is a great dog man. We hunt the same. We have the same ideas on training, so it's not like a clash where I'm like, oh man, Ashley's doing this, and I, you know, and I don't like that. Or it, you know, we we think the same way, so it's it's great. Right
0: now, one other thing, Ashley, that I wanted to just ask you about real quick here is that. I've heard that you're not just into coon dogs. You've got some personal protection dogs too. Oh yeah. So t- tell me a little bit more about that because I heard you're real big into that and like you've got some nice ones. Like give me a little bit more information on that.
6: Um, we got I got three brood females that we imported. Um, super nice, fully trained. All our dogs. The difference between my Germans and and everybody else in training, they have a year with children. Like my dogs come in just like we we put our dogs in. Just say like, like you got two babies. We train them for a whole year. Our dog has got to be proven around a family, absolutely, 100%. And that's the biggest advantage for my dogs. Um, And we sell uh, a guy from up around Charlotte. Um, He owns the males. He's big, and he deals with, like, real famous people. And um, I invested in three females with him, and everything I produce, he buys back. And he trains them and sells them. Um, I got some of the nicest dogs on the East Coast.
0: Yeah, I've heard that, and that, that has always interested me. And, you know, just to take guys who can go from different disciplines, you know, you can work with the personal protection dogs, you can go work with the coon dogs. It's just a well, all around houndsman, you know, and it really is simple dog, you're always dogging.
6: And I love it, man. I, I told uh, Josh this morning, I said, I just ever since I was a little boy, I just had a gif about picking out a good dog. And it didn't matter, you know, coon dogs or German Shepherds. And I got Two phenomenal females that's I mean first class. Like yeah. they the real deal. You wouldn't even know they're females, you think they're males. Yeah. Um and I got a fortune in them too, but I love it, you know. Right.
0: Yeah, well that's what it's all about, man, doing something you love and, and having friends like Jeff and Strickland and all them to do it with. So that's right. Wish you guys nothing but the best tonight in your hunts and Jeff. Make sure you get the truck where it needs to be at the end of the hunt.
7: Hey, I walked last night, I'm going to walk again. you never know, Ashley might go down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, it's always fun to give you a hard time, brother. I love you. I appreciate you, it. Thanks, guys, for sitting down here for just a few minutes and joining me, and we sure appreciate you. Good luck tonight. All right, man. Thank thanks, you. Bryce. Thank you. Well, guys, we have got a dynamic duo for this little section here. I mean, you ain't going to miss Mr. Walt Costco here. He's got this 4X Floyd shirt that's like lime green. Looks like a Hawaiian shirt. It is. Got dogs treat all over it. Custom
8: made. Got 4X Floyd all over it, big boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, we got him, and we got Mr. Hunter Garto. Yep, that's it. All right, give me a little bit about you, Hunter. Where are you from? What are you doing down here?
4: Uh, I'm from Ringe, Georgia, and I come down here just to hang out. Are you hunting? Uh, we're going to pleasure hunt tonight.
0: Man, you're the like second or third person, so they're just going to pleasure hunt tonight. What about you, Walt? Yeah, I'm Walt Koschko. I'm from Shell City, Missouri. I'm
8: here uh, representing 4X Floyd and Bet the Farm. we got a bunch of pups here today. We've got 30 pups or so. I've sold a bunch of them already. I know they're high priced, but uh, they're selling like like, like firecrackers. Boy.
0: Okay, so so give me a little bit more on 4X Floyd. Tell Four- me about him. How would you get him? What? Just give me the scoop on him. The scoop on 4X Floyd,
8: uh bought him uh, from uh, Lane Denny at Just Weaned. Uh, we went and picked him out and Terry Bennett and I and uh, my son Judd Costco. And uh, we bought four pups uh, that that day. And uh, 4x Floyd, uh, he kind of just, he was, he was my, he was the puppy that I got. Terry ended up with three more of them. And uh, me and Terry went half interest on the dog. Terry's been in the business for 40 years, uh, breeding dogs, and uh, you know I thought, well, if I'm going to do this right, you know Terry's got a, a black book of breeders that's hell three foot deep, and mine's about two inches deep. So I thought it'd be better if I had him on my side, and next thing you know, heck, we're uh, hunting Floyd in the hunts, and uh, we sent a little story on his name. Uh, everybody's like, has he really won four world championships? I said, no. I said, but uh, UKC says he has. And behind, behind that is uh, when we sent the paperwork in on Floyd, uh, named him 4X world champion Floyd, and it was during the pandemic, and they didn't catch the name. And it went through the system, and, man, boom, 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 made night champion overnight, and they couldn't do nothing about it. And <laughs> then, lo and behold, his name's 4X world champion Floyd. But you know what, uh, the dog... Is a reproducing fool. It doesn't matter what it is we breed him to. In fact, I like to find a chihuahua to breed him to, just to prove a point. Right. They got to name it uh, 4x Chi or something like that. Yeah. You know?
0: I was wondering where the name comes from. Okay, so give me the the 4x. What's behind the 4x? So I cause I kind of know the backstory, but our listeners okay. might not. The 4x uh,
8: came from, uh, uh, of course, he's off of Rackham Willie, and Rackham Williams a two-time world champion okay. dog, and they put it on their 2x world champion Rackham Willie and. Course, uh, insane Emmy, Lane Denny's, Denny's dog. She's a two time world champion, also, mm-hmm. and he puts on their 2x world champion insane Emmy. And uh, two plus two. What is that?
0: That's four, baby. That's
8: four. So we got it on, <laughs> we got it down.
0: Yeah, okay. So, Tyler, you've got you're repping a different type of attire. You got 4x Bet the Farm. That's right. All right, give me the
4: scoop on farm or Bet, whatever you call him. We call him Bet. He's just a uh, coon dog. He's just a coon dog. He just goes and does his thing, gets treed, and he's good about having the coons.
0: Okay, so I'm guessing he's off of Floyd. Oh yeah, he's is that uh, is that what all you guys are hunting is stuff off Floyd? Oh yeah,
8: yeah. Well, to be honest, Forex uh, Floyd, he got not Forex Floyd, but Forex Bet the Farm. He got uh, he got started right after the Norman, the Norm uh, hunt against Forex Floyd and uh, Airplane, and uh, in fact during the hunt in Missouri against Norm. Uh, a good friend of mine adam murray he was there to watch the hunt and everything and kind of be my judge against the norm you know it was a impossible hunt to win with, with his rules but hey it was all fun but uh <laughs> about halfway through the hunt you know, uh norm we had to change spots to go hunting and uh we we're going through my little town of shell city missouri and uh, uh adam's like hey i need to pick up that pup and i went to get the pup and the boy uh I was driving my hunting Honda I drive a little car okay. to, the, to the woods. I don't care. I get on gas and I don't care what everybody thinks. But uh little turd, he jumped out of the damn car and took off a tick off and old Norman's like, oh, you're gonna hunt that? That's a little junk white dog, you know? And we were chasing him down in the town of Shell City and Adam Murray took him in after that and really, really poured it on him. And this dog turned out to be what he is and uh it's all been a little bit of history since then.
0: Right, gotcha. Okay, so Tell me, Tyler, a little bit about the other dogs you got in your kennel. Because you got some good. Hunter, Hunter. I'm sorry, I've screwed that up twice. Hunter, tell me about the other dogs you have in your kennel because you got some big names in there.
4: Yeah, well, I got a good partner, uh, Trip Duke out of Alabama. And uh, Ronnie Davis handles for Trip. Ronnie Rowe. Uh, Ronnie Rowe, on grand. On (laughs) On grand, Grand, baby. (laughs) Uh, Me and Trip, we own uh, Buster. Buster beat that ass together. He's six-year-old walker dog. And that's cup. his name, Buster Beat That Ass? Buster Beat That Ass. <laughs> and um, he's just been good to me. Then me and Walt, we got to talking at Autumn Oaks, and he come to me and he said, hey, what you want to do? And I said, well, if you want me to partner up, would you we partner up on bet? And it's just been – I've had bet now how long? A uh, couple months. A couple months. A couple months and uh first first night down there what'd he do first night down there we treat uh nine coons with him really he'd never been
8: to georgia in his life and he just
4: how old is he uh 17 months no no he'll be two years old
8: february the 25th
4: gotcha
0: now did i hear through the rumor mill that you've won this hunt before
4: I won overall high scoring dog. Yes. Gotcha. I scored 1975 plus points in two nights.
0: That's impressive.
4: 1200 Saturday night and uh, 775 Friday
0: night. All right. So what dog were you hunting then?
4: Uh, B and T's Big Train. Uh, me and Trey Yother out of North Carolina owned them together. Gotcha. The weekend after that, took them hunting, um, and he drowned in the lake. Oh no! So, yeah. That's terrible. He wasn't. He was first competition hunting he ever been to was here. And he won it. Yep. That's no, not no, well, I come in the final four. I come in fourth place. Gotcha. But I won first place uh, Saturday night and um, I forgot, fourth place Friday. If you have fourth place Friday and first place Saturday. Okay,
0: gotcha. Well, the Thanks. little rumor
4: that I heard, I guess, wasn't 100% true. But it's close. What was the rumor you heard? Well, I heard you won the whole thing. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, the, the late round that night, I went in. It was me, the Clifford Dog, Jason Roberts with uh, Backwoods Quinn and um will deloach with gin and juice right and uh train went in there struck got treed big old tree that you couldn't even all three of us couldn't wrap our hands around it I right mean, it was huge and um they minus me on it but it is what it is so I just cut back loose and he went over there and struck for a quarter and got treed again and had a coon and Clifford coming there and got a piece of it and that's Clifford won it. Yeah,
0: gotcha. So. All right, well, one more thing while I got you on here. Tell me a little bit about the booth you're working over there. Who are you uh, with and what are you guys are selling over there?
4: Coon Dog Wear. Uh, William BK, he owns it. And we sell uh, hoodies, shirts, hats, uh, jackets, chaps now. Um, but, yeah.
0: Everything just on Coon Dog Wear. And you guys got a website, right? Oh, yeah. Yep, coondogwear.com? Uh,
4: Is that yeah. where they can go find you? Yep.
0: All right, guys. Well, if you guys are listening well, we
4: to
8: this. Got, uh, also, yep. bet the bet the farm. He's banging on 500 coons tree before he's five, before he's two years old. He turns two, you know, February 25th. We got
4: seven left. Seven, seven left. left. Seven left.
8: And he'll be part of the 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 500 club and the 4x Floyd uh, page. Of course, so we got the 500 club, thousand thousand club, and then we got uh, the Hall are, of Fame. Are Hall those on of Fame Facebook? On Facebook. Okay. Yeah, we got 4,200 uh, uh, people gotcha. on our Facebook page, but I also got a Hall of Fame for the dog that trees uh, 1,500 coons it's out of floyd they'll be all them all them dogs will be in hall of fame with forex uh, floyd
0: okay so how i i'm just now hearing about this so it's something you're doing on your own because it's yep. not through a registry nobody's done it before okay so how are you keeping track of that who's to say that i didn't just mark down eight coon towels? you know tonight? i've been asked
8: that several times how are you gonna make sure it's right you know here it is uh, if you lie about it that's on you and everybody else can find out you're a liar
0: right you know what I mean? Honesty is the best policy.
8: Yeah, honesty's the best policy and you know what? You know it, it, it's another way for me to recognize the dogs that are Floyd and, and you know after I started this thing, boom, everybody's like, "Oh, my, my my pups on 75. My pups on 175. My pups on this and that." And man, it just blew up in our page. Right. And it's just it's making it way way cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and, that's- I, and
8: I care a lot about You know, the guys that buy pups off me, I'm helping promote their puppies. Right. And uh, I I I care.
0: Yeah, and that's good. I mean, that's what it takes. And it seems like y'all are having a good time doing it. You can't miss it anywhere you go. There's a big old banner, X Floyd, and at Automokes. you gave out hats and glasses and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I mean, my kids are running around. I I lure the kids into my stand with cookies. Yeah, I know. Just
8: so I can get their parents to talk to them, you know. Oh, they love the cookies, too. Because the, the cookies have the 4X Floyd on the cookies,
0: don't they? Well,
8: they don't, but it looks like we're going to have to do it next year.
0: <laughs> I thought that's what it had on it, because I was so busy working the booth at Autumn Oaks. That my, I just saw I had, well, one kid, where t- two, three, four kids walking around these 4 i I'm like, where are you getting all this stuff? They said 4X Floyd, and they were yeah. pumped up about it. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's just, it, it just shows I care. Yeah. It's fun, man. Well, Walt, Hunter, thank you too for sitting down with me. Hunter, I'm sorry I botched your name twice. No, you're good. <laughs> Stand corrected, guys. But I appreciate you guys sitting down with us here on the Simper Doggin' Podcast. Best of luck to you in your future endeavors with the 4X squad. And- Hoorah. Hoorah, baby.
8: My daddy's Marine, and I'm oh. proud of y'all.
0: Well, tell him thank you for his service. We appreciate him. Thank so, you. thanks, thank gentlemen. you yep. Bye. Hi, right, brother, man. Why don't you tell our audience uh, who you are, where you're from, what you're doing down here at Grand American?
9: Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Cyrus Woodard, uh, a.k.a. Woody Entertainment on YouTube or Dark Horse <laughs> Candidate on Instagram. Uh, I'm up in Cleveland County, North Carolina, and I'm here at Grand American because it's just my passion. I love,
0: you know, dogs. and Absolutely. So, okay, so tell me about this dog we got sitting right here next to us right now. We got a little red bone female sitting here.
9: Correct. So we have Brandine, and I named her Brandine. I named all my hounds off the Simpsons characters. I did not know that. Yep, so my first um, was Cletus. Okay. Right, and that was the Simpsons. And um, then you got Brandine. That's Cletus's wife slash sister. And then she was a redhead, you know. On the Simpsons, Brandine was a redhead. I red haven't head. even watched the Simpsons. And then she's a red bone, so it makes sense. <laughs> and then uh, my Gascon Blue, uh,
0: Bleeding Gums Murphy, you know, the saxophone guy. Right. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So tell me a little about Brandine. Have you raised okay. her from a pup? Is she hunting yes. this weekend? What do you got going on with her?
9: So she is uh, going to be pleasure hunting. I'm not really a big competition guy. Okay. Um. But I had her since she was a puppy. I actually picked her up from uh, Walker Days, like three years ago. Gotcha. Yeah, and I and I showed how to, you know, develop her and you know, in my way. So I, ever since she was
0: a pup, is she turning out for you? She pleases me. That's hey, that's all. That's matters. all I care about. <laughs> that's all. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's right. Okay, now you mentioned earlier something about the Gascons. Tell us a little bit more about that breed. I don't know very many people that run those Gascons. No, a lot of people don't. They just
9: think it's a regular. Uh, Blue tick would actually—it's actually not. They're actually quite bigger, more houndy. Okay. You know, like droop, more droop to them. Uh, really cold nose uh, dogs. Technically, they were really in the Midwest. People using for mountain lions and bears for their cold tracking ability. Okay. Um, Old school bald mouth dogs, um,
0: French lineage. Okay. Oh, I, so I didn't know that. But it makes it Gascon. I mm-hmm. guess that's a French.
9: Yep. Yep. French lineage, uh, but you can use them for whatever. You know, I used. Uh, cletus and murphy at the time that i had them uh for coon and they were you know good dogs
0: took them a little while but i love an old school bald mouth dog what's their style they just kind of slow pick around on the track not really blowing through the country right exactly as soon as you cut them they
9: put their nose down and that's how i like it because i don't want a dog to As soon as you clip the lead they run a mile before they put their nose down you'll miss three four probably ten coons right you know just by running when you could you know just stick your nose to the ground, and you could pick them
0: up as you go. Absolutely. So, so you really are enjoying more of the pleasure style, going out, and just you and the dogs, I mean. Just, yeah, it's, it's therapy. Do you hunt by yourself mostly, or who do you hunt with?
9: Yeah, I hunt mostly by myself, but I do try to travel the best that I can, you know, to hunt with other people, but... Right you know i still want to have my dog has his own independence that's right
0: well you're doing a good job with the man i've I've followed you along for a little bit on what you had going on there so especially when brandine was coming up you had her training her and doing her stuff you definitely got your own style for sure
9: oh yeah absolutely absolutely i try to combine my uh my
0: grandfather's style with a little bit of my own right so if anybody wants to go online and find you where can they find you at
9: uh, they could find me on Instagram, which is darkhorsecandidate with an underscore, or you just look at my videos, um, Woody Entertainment. Woody
0: Entertainment, guys. Well, you heard it here first on the Simper Dogging Podcast. We got Cyrus Wooder down here, Grand American, South Carolina, whoop, hunting, whoop. hunting them red bones and Gascones and doing his own thing. <laughs> now, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely, brother, man. We'll see you. All right. God bless. are getting ready to hear a the most familiar voice in all of coon hunting he has gone to the dogs this weekend mr steve
10: fielder how are you old buddy Uh, Emphasis on the old, Brian. (laughs) Hey, I'm doing great. Better than I deserve, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, man, I am so glad to get you over here for just a few minutes. You have been over at the Full Cry booth this weekend, and I tell you what, you guys have just been swamped. You're killing it over there.
10: Well, you know, uh, I've been around this thing a long time, and I know a lot of people, and and that's one thing I'm very grateful for. That's been the greatest accomplishment of my life, is the people that I've been able to meet over the years. You know, your your fiance. Yeah. Nikki, I met when she was in a stroller at Automart. So that gives you an idea how how old I am. But yeah, we I just wanted to come down this weekend and introduce uh, the doobies to as many people as I could because they're great people. They're doing, I think, a great job. Absolutely. Of resurrecting Full Cry Magazine. Yeah. And uh, it's been a tradition for so many years to everybody. It, near and dear to my heart as a kid, you know, yeah. I read Full Cry. So anyway, it's just been fun. Just, you know, meet and greet. Yeah. So
0: I know this is the 60th anniversary of the Grand American, and. Mm-hmm. How many of these have you made it to? Is it like Autumn Oaks where you have a standing record?
10: Well, my record, due to the fact that I kind of bounced around with the different registries, right. sometimes that took me away. But the Grand American has been one that it seemed no matter who I was with at the time, uh, Harry Ott, for instance, is the kind of the local guy with the, the, with the association that runs all this. And he's here in Orangeburg, and he's kind of the go-to guy. I mean, Harry's been here forever. Right. And people look up to him. Of course, David McKee being, you know, the president of the association and all. He's the honcho, but Harry is the guy. Okay, if you want anything done, you want to do it? And Harry told me years ago, and I don't say this bragging, but he said, Steve, I don't care who you with, you're always welcome at the Grand American." So I, you know, I kind of took that to heart, and even when I was with UKC, and this was an AKC event, I came and I had a booth, and they were glad for me to be here with Coonhound Bloodlines Magazine, and and same thing with PKC, and then AKC, and so, I Grand Americans just been. If you live in the southeast, at first the, you you got to start your year off at the Grand American. Yeah, that's just how you that's kick the it way off. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's it's fun. like the ball fall in in uh, New York City. Yeah, you know, it's it's what you do.
0: Absolutely. So yeah. I know you got your Gone to the Dogs hat on. Have you been selling any books
10: over there? Oh yeah, had you uh, I've been pleasantly surprised this weekend. Have sold quite a few. Had to crack open a new box just while ago. So. Yeah, I'm not a reader, but yeah.
0: I have a Gone to the Dogs oh, book, do you? and it sits on my shelf, and I yeah. enjoy it. So yeah. I encourage anybody out there to go well, get more. Well,
10: you'd be like that guy that said. I know what's in every book and every. Uh, Library in the world. What's that? Words. <laughs>
0: That's a fact, so, Jack. You know.
10: That's so, a fact. anyway, but I was a reader, always was a reader. I'm old school. Yeah. You know? So, but, Is, but they're still out there. They they're are. Cool. Is your dog fever down here this weekend? He's here, man. So did you collect- put him in the train contest? Uh, Mark did yesterday. How'd he do? He, you know what? In the first round, he narrowly missed. But he he decided he wanted to go in ball mouth mode for a, a, a short span. So Mark says, I know he can do better than that. So he re-entered him, and I believe I could be wrong, but I believe it was 72 or 73 barks in 30 seconds. Now that's getting him. It is. But the last dog was right behind him and beat him by a couple barks. Because
0: if I and <laughs> now my memory might my. my Do me a misservice here, but I believe he won the training contest last year, right? He
10: won it last year. He was just a year old at that time. He had a big time down here. He ended up being high scoring plot male. I get that. It's, it's, They're uh, blowing them duck calls behind you. Yeah, we must have <laughs> Phil Robertson. <laughs> now that's part of, the fun we'll of doing, part of the
0: fun of doing these live shows. You never know what's going to be in the that's background. Right. That's Mr. Right. Steve, thank you so much. I oh, don't want man. to keep you very no. long, but we, we just had to have you on here. With it's us a today.
10: pleasure, and I just want to say I, I want to publicly wish you the best with your new Semper Dog and F thank you. Uh, podcast. We need more. I You know, guys say, well, you know, is that competition? Heck no. It's not competition. We need to be talking about the sport as much as we can. The more positive uh, avenues that we can explore out there, the better. Right,
0: absolutely. You know, I was talking to Jason earlier over there at Full Cry, and, and he said the same thing. He said, a rising tide lifts all ships. And I was like,
10: that's a pretty Very good, good quote. Pretty good I, quote. I'll close with this. I told the guy the other day, my role now, you know, I had all those great years of involvement. I'm the cheerleader. A cheerleader for guys like you, the younger generation, the new hunters that are coming in. Let's keep this thing ball rolling. There's been a lot of sweat and tears and a lot of years. Yep. But it's a great sport, and it needs to go on forever. Yep. I and agree. I'm all for it. I'm like Grandpa sitting in the stand at the little league game. <laughs> I'm rooting for Johnny to to steal home. Well,
0: you might be like Grandpa sitting in the stands, but I'm like the old boy on the court looking up to make sure you're sitting there. I want to see you at all these
10: events. (laughs) Well, I'll be here as long as I can. All right, Steve. Well, we
0: appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. We all know that canines can take us to some wild places, and some of those are only accessible by an off road vehicle. No matter how hard you try to maintain your ride, something is bound to break on one of your adventures. When you find yourself looking for replacement parts or maybe even a few upgraded parts to further try and prevent a breakdown, look no further than Never Satisfied Off-Road. Joey Goforth is the proud new owner of Never Satisfied Off-Road and is ready to serve you. Performance accessories such as lift kits, portals, tires, and more can all be found at Never Satisfied Off-Road. Located in Covington, Tennessee, The team at Never Satisfied Off-Road is ready to ship parts and accessories for your ride anywhere in the country. As their new website is currently being built, be sure to follow them on Facebook at Never Satisfied Off-Road 23 to keep up to date on the hottest items and sales. Give them a call at 731-693-9921 to place your order and get your ride ready to follow your canine wherever they may take you. Are you ready for the best part though? Mention that you heard this ad on the Simper Doggin' podcast, and you will receive a Simper Doggin' approved listener discount. All right, we are back with Hunter. You just heard from him and Walt, but Hunter's got a special guest he wants to get on here, and he's going to tell us a little bit about his dog. What's your name, little man? Truett. Truitt. How old are you, Truitt? Five. You're Five. What are you doing down here? Are you hunting coon dogs? Say yes, sir. Say yes, sir.
11: Bet.
0: <laughs> what's your dog's name? Bet. Bet. So you're hunting the Bet the Farm dog, huh? Do you know Do you know how to strike your dog?
4: Say yes, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Show me how you do it. How do you How do you striking? Bet
4: struck. Tell him. Bet Bet struck. And hey, what's your favorite part? To say what comes next. After he strikes, he gets on the what? On that tree, don't he? And then what do you say? Tree my what?
10: He my... My mother more.
0: You
4: say, tree my dog.
0: Tree my dog. <laughs> tree his dog. Guys, this is what it's all about. Getting the youth into here. Getting them on. Getting them in these dogs and do these hunts. And having a good time doing it. And teaching them the ropes. And getting them out here in this environment. Hanging out with everybody. Little True, I'll forgive you for earlier. We won't tell everybody what you did. Did you have fun? Did you think that was funny? Uh huh. Uh huh. I see how it is. We'll we'll get you taken care of, buddy. Well, like I said, thank you guys for coming on here. Truett, it. You got. You want to say hi to your mama or anybody? Tell your mama hey.
2: Hey mama.
0: <laughs> tell her you love her.
2: Butter.
0: Hey, tell him. Bye, buddy. All right. All right. Well, thanks for coming on here, buddy. We're glad to have you. You guys have fun today, okay?
4: Hey. Say, say yes, sir. Good. I <laughs> see you guys.
12: All right,
9: we're We're here. here.
0: Yeah. You ready? Let's roll. You don't have a a chance because I'm already recording. (laughs) I heard
12: somebody say hello. Was that somebody walking behind me? Yeah,
0: they done said hi to you. Uh, I don't know who he is, but.
12: I have no idea.
0: Oh, guys, well, we are sitting down here with Mr. Daniel Felker of the Coonhound Confidentials. You
12: got it right, too. I'm proud of you.
0: (laughs) I tell you what, I
12: try. (laughs) I don't always get it right. You get mispronounced a whole lot.
0: Well, you know, we do our best over here at Semper Doggin'. All right. So you're yeah. a local down here. Absolutely. What, what is it about Grand American coming down here to your town that you enjoy the most?
12: Oh, man, dude, I got like a long history with this place. Like, I've only missed, uh, since 1993, I think I've missed maybe two Grand Americans. But, you know, uh, growing up, my coon club, the coon club I'm in, we we'll give them a shout out. Whitmire Coon Hunters Association. We used to run the kitchen back there, and we did it for years and years, and now we quit doing that. So now, as part of our coon club, we help disperse out and do certain things. So, we help. Okay, so, give yourself a plug for
0: Coonhound Confidentials. Tell the listeners of Semper Dog and what you guys have going on over at your podcast.
12: Okay, well, it's a little unique. <laughs> we uh We like to cut up, we have fun, but we like to look for all the creepy and crazy and weird coon hunting stories that people have had and just kind of look for them all over the united states i'm always tracking them down trying to track them down and i think we got about four to record going into 2024 um probably start back recording monday right i think
0: okay so i got you nailed down here for just a few minutes yep give me a story that has some south carolina mystique oh as far as coon
12: hunting goes, I can't, I can't, I don't have a whole lot of... Just give me a story, something local to hear. Okay, so, well, something, if you're getting down here, you're going to get into, like, the legend of the Lizard Man. The Lizard uh, Man? Yeah, yeah, it happened at Or Swamp back in the 80s. It was, like, a real phenomenon that, that happened and that was being reported. And the cool thing about that was, was the sheriff actually took it serious and investigated it. And it was, like, a thing that was, in that part of... uh Mm, that would be down here. I, I don't know exactly how far that is from Orangeburg, but the legend of uh, the Lizard Man. So, what were they saying about it? Like, was
0: this Lizard Man out around the swamps, or what was going on? Yeah,
12: there? kinda. It started off with there was a, a young uh, black dude who was fixing a flat. I think he was fixing a flat. It's kind of hard to remember now, just off the top of my head. And he had a run in with this creature and it, it freaked him out he went and you know he reported it all this other stuff and around the same time there was a farmer that was like he he reported seeing a creature like that now it's debatable was he describing a lizard lizard man or was it like a bigfoot type creature okay bigfoot
0: let's go into bigfoot for a second yeah okay first off believer or non-believer me yeah. believer believer he believes. I'm a believer. Now, you sat down at Autumn Oaks and recorded with my father-in-law about his Bigfoot experience. Yep. Whatever, whatever come of that, what do you think of that one? Like, what's your personal opinion oh, on yeah, that? Oh, yeah, personally, yeah. Get absolutely. out of here, Josh Michaelis. Don't interrupt oh, my podcast. I didn't know he was here.
12: They brought enough Joy Dog food with them. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, It's like 15 tons. I know there. it. Okay, so about his his story with the Bigfoot. So if, to fill people in just real quick, down and dirty, my father-in-law uh, had this track in his driveway whenever it was snow on the ground. Looked to be an oversized foot in about, what, six to eight foot distances. Yeah, it was about six the, foot strides. Between the strides in a straight line. They took a mold of it. They had some people come down and... As far as they know, it's a Bigfoot track. Yep. Okay. I believe it. What about
12: that story sticks out to you? That they, they were all in a straight line. They don't, that's kind of uh, one of the things from like different tracks or that people have seen or be tracking is in a situation like that is they all seem to be going like one in it, like a tightrope, one foot in front of the other and not like a left and a right like we would staggered. But right. It's like, so when I seen that picture that I can't remember her name, was her name Becky? Yep, Becky. When I seen the picture, she showed them to me at Winter Classic last year and I was like, that's not fake. that's that's kind of like I gonna say it's common, but this just come come from like listening to different podcasts and seeing different pictures on certain pages and stuff like that. And I was like, Okay, but then he said it was like six-foot strides, and he took it serious himself. Yeah, he did. I
0: mean, they had a daggone
12: mold made out of it. Yeah. They like froze
0: the—they scooped, cut around the snow, scooped it up, froze it, made a mold. I mean, it's a whole deal. Now, I can't say—I don't know how I feel about it, and that's my own father-in-law, but it leaves you wondering—
12: yeah, once you get into it, you'll start getting into the debate. If you uh, like, really like, start listening to podcasts, you'll find out real quick in the Bigfoot community, it'll be split. Is it flesh and blood, or is there something spiritual about it? Oh, I've it, never even heard it, that deal. Could it be something of a remnant of the Nephilim in the book of Genesis? And, and dude, I don't even want to get started on that, because I like to go deep, and I could go deep <laughs> on that, but... I lean toward that is I'm a very spiritual minded person and there just seems to be certain things about the legend of Bigfoot or some of the stories that kind of make me just think there hmm, might be something spiritual aspect but then there also is that part of me that says could the government be knowing about this and breeding and making hybrids of these things and it's a different perspective. Oh, yeah, we go down all the rabbit trails, but not on our podcast, but going into uh, just looking into the subject on my own. Right. Now, you know, we kind of try to steer it back toward hound hunting and coon hunting and stuff like that. So, speaking of coon hunting, you got a dog entered in this event this week? Man, no. No. Why not? I work this thing. I have to be here at seven o'clock. Like, before all y'all get in, I'm here. We're like making sure. See, my job is, and Ryan. Wherever he's at. He's, he's, right he's, behind he's like you. one he's the, looking over your shoulder. He's one of the co let me see, I can see him in his glasses. <laughs> okay. So he's one of the co hosts and Dustin Dustin is I think he's working with the over in the barn this year. And we seen him earlier. Um but we get up here at seven right before seven o'clock every morning before the vendors get here, everything we set up and we ready to go. Like my job is patrol that dog lot out there. Um, no bulldogs, no guns. Supposed to be nothing new. Like that the vendors here have like paid spots for. Right. Stuff like that. Okay. So it's just patrolling.
0: Yeah, so this is like one of the biggest events that I go to. So there's got to be a lot of hands on deck, a lot of help. And, you know, we couldn't do it without you guys. Absolutely. All right, it's give me fun. give me one more story. I wanna hear something about I heard you over talking earlier. You heard some noises at like one thirty in the morning when you were coon hunting. Yep, give me that story. Okay,
12: this is kind of a long one too, because it, God, it's a long story, man. Because it's like it built up to a certain region in our neck of the woods. Okay, and it was it wasn't at one thirty. It was like maybe midnight. Well, that's close so, enough. <laughs> so it was on a Monday night. I was hunting and we live like right in the middle of the Sumter National Forest. So there's a lot of game management land and um, there's certain areas where it kind of gets close towards the town, the town of Whitmire, like kind of the outskirts of the roads. And and we're talking like a small one red light town. So um, I had already turned uh, my female loose and off behind me way over directly to my my right, I heard a lot of just, like, talking. And I knew the road and some of the people that live on that paved road. And I was like, hmm, they'd be an awful loud over there on a Monday night to be uh, just cutting up. Like, I'm surprised the law hadn't been called. Right. So then a little bit later, I hear just, like, loud talking again, but it's a little bit closer. And I was like, That's weird. So my dog gets treed, and she's on the opposite side of this gravel road. And behind me, people are going to think I'm crazy, but I really don't care. (laughs) I thought it was so loud. It was loud. I was already standing up. I already had my gun on my back because I was getting ready to go into the woods to, to my dog, but she shut up. And she actually moved. She moved about a hundred yards and fell tree. I think the coon bailed out and she bailed out with it and cause she was like hot. You know what I'm saying? Right. So anyway, she shuts up. And while she shuts up and I'm listening, directly behind me, I hear this really loud. It's like da <laughs> And I'm
1: talking
12: about it is freaking loud. And it's like <laughs> And the first thing that came to my mind, if anybody wants to know what it sounds like, just go to the podcast, Sasquatch Chronicles, and listen to their opening music, and you will hear small clips of uh, what's called as the Sierra Sounds that was recorded. Oh, uh, I want to say either, I don't remember which doctor, if it was, I uh, can't remember their name. I don't want to throw one out. It's either like Meldrum or something like that. I uh-huh. don't remember which one recorded it. But it sounded a lot like that. So I, I whirled around, took my gun off my shoulder, and it's standing in between me and it. And it was really loud, and it was a language. And, but see, everything had already been playing in my mind because a, another person that told me some stuff that they went on a YouTube channel and talked about called Dark Waters and it was Nick Gilliland.
0: Oh yeah 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 yeah. He, <laughs> he run the nightlife. Yes, hunting Channel.
12: Yes. So he went on there, he had already reached out to me earlier when we started doing the podcast and to be honest, if he ever hears this, I kind of wanted to apologize and I wanted him to come on the show and apologize because I thought he was BSing me a little bit.
8: <laughs> Next like, dude, he's I'm not like, going
12: to BS you. I'm like, this dude is telling me about something in my own backyard that I'm not that I'm like i've never ran into anything but then i started putting things together that i had been seeing over the past six seven years while hunting odd things like two pine trees that were probably how big around would you say that is i'd say four inches okay we're probably eight to ten feet apart in the middle of the woods now the pines before you dropped off into the oaks but they were about four inches around and they were bent over into an arch and hooked limb to limb. Really? Yeah. And I told my wife just happened to be with. Me. She never goes, but she was with me that night. And we walked up, and I was like, I was like, look at this. Doesn't this look odd? I was like, what done this? I was like, didn't the wind do this? Look at all the rest of these pine trees. Wind right. don't do that. Right. And so it was just, and I just kind of filed it in my head but when nick gillenland told me this stuff and then he told me what re where he was at i was probably about four miles away straight line from where i'm pretty sure he was hunting at when he had what he talked to dark waters about right huh. So, interesting all right, well, Mr.
0: Daniel, thank you for sitting down and chatting with us for just a little bit today, yep. guys. He, like I said, he runs Coonhound Confidential's podcast. Go over there wherever you get your podcast. Check him out. It's a, it's a good little deal. A bunch of guys cutting up, having a good time, telling some stories. You're gonna hear more stuff like that if you're into that kind of stuff. These are your guys to talk to.
12: Absolutely. If you got any stories, reach out to us. We want to hear
0: them. They want to hear them, guys. So, well, thank you for sitting down and talking with us, Daniel. And yep. uh, we'll be seeing you around this weekend. All right, man.
12: Thanks, brother. Have a good one.
0: We are sitting now, Mr. Brian Smith, hailing out of the big state of Indiana, Hoosier boy down here in South Carolina. Brian, how are you today, man? I'm
13: good, sir. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful. Tell me a little bit about your hunt last night. I know you're down here hunting that little abbey female.
13: Hunt started out great. We uh, uh, we pulled back in a lane and turned the dogs loose, and she struck for a hundred, uh, slammed a tree, sitting in pretty good shape, and one dog blew through the country and uh, got in pretty deep and she was by herself. And at a minute 36, had a dog cover, but I had had that dog shut out on the strike. Walk in there, threw a light in the tree. She had a coon, I'm sitting 225 plus. Uh, Within just literally minutes into this hunt, I'm thinking this is gonna go good. Pulled her off that tree, we recast the dogs. Um, She went down in there, struck another track, come treat on a big old den tree. And uh, the other dogs kind of blew the country. And things were going pretty well and uh, till they weren't <laughs> they weren't happy what happened <laughs> well we uh, I had made a couple more den trees it just seemed like I couldn't get anything on the outside it was pretty wet and there wasn't any real good tracks and I don't know if she was just going through there checking trees or what but I mean she made a couple legitimate dens and uh, I'm still sitting in pretty good shape we had a uh, we'd spent about an hour and uh, hour't 40 minutes I reckon in there and she was sitting with 225 plus uh Cole Ramey's dog was sitting even uh uh, sitting at zero and uh the man from Georgia's dog was sitting with 175 minus he he took some minus so he's sitting with 175 in the hole and I'm sitting in pretty good shape with about 20 minutes left to go in this hunt and uh we had to got the dogs caught called timeout with about 20 minutes left um we went to another spot, uh, turned the dogs loose, and uh, the man from Georgia's dog went back to the road, um, was standing at, standing at the truck. Uh, my dog actually crossed the road, and um, she wasn't doing anything. I don't know what was going on. She was just standing at the road, or standing on the other side of the road, in the, like off the ditch there, just standing there. She wasn't going anywhere, wasn't doing anything. So the guide told us. He said, "Listen, I've got a, I got a hot bucket down here. You got, y'all can, if you get these dogs caught, I got a hot bucket." And I, I know better. With my dog, I know better. She's, she, she don't, she's not the kind of dog you can just walk over and catch. But she wasn't doing anything, so I thought, well, she's right here. I can get her caught. So we all called timeout. Um, Cole got his dog caught. Uh, the man from Georgia got his dog caught. And as soon as I went over, Abby was within eyesight of me. And when I went over to leash her up, she just turned around and she just booked.
0: You know, and that that amazes me because I know how much time you spend with her and she rides in the truck and stays in the house and you are with her all the time.
13: Yes, sir. That amazes
0: me you can't catch her like
13: that. Yes, sir. Now if she has a if she has a, a training collar on, I don't have to tone her shock or nothing. If she's got a training collar on and she knows those prongs are on her neck and I call her, she come a flying. But if she don't, if she don't have that on. Um, she
0: done got your she, number She's gone She has gone. <laughs> she already knows what's she's up
13: She's gone And uh, as soon as I tried to catch her Now to give you all a little background history on this um, Three night. Well it's, it's been middle of the week last week Tuesday night I guess it was um, She was uh, I hunt her and I also run her on a treadmill And uh, I put her on a treadmill I think it was Tuesday night or Wednesday night I put her on a treadmill And I could tell that she was off a little bit in her front left And uh I didn't really think a whole lot about it. I kind of cut her, cut her uh, treadmill time a little bit. And uh, the next day, Sherilyn called me at work, and she said, hey, she said you need to call the vet and uh, have Abby looked at. It. She said, she's, she's three-legged. She's not wanting to walk on this front left leg at all. So I called my vet. My vet got me in. I took her in, dropped her off, did x-rays, did everything. Nothing was broken. Uh, but she was really sore on her toe, right behind her toenail and like super sore so my vet gave me some antibiotics and some pain meds and stuff and uh, last couple days she seemed like she's been okay so last night you know when when she was standing there at the truck i thought maybe she was hurt you know or whatever and i thought well i'll, I'll just go get her caught well she she got in the country and got about i don't know 400 450 something like that she got struck and i was trying to get her caught and uh i got the time running on me you know and i'm trying to get her caught and uh I thought there was a couple times I thought she was just gonna come treat in there well she ended up quitting whatever that was she was messing around with and she got through the country about 900 and I popped out the back of this woods and there was this big giant field that looked like they had cut pine trees and it was all rutted up and it was thick and she was on the other side of that and uh, I couldn't I couldn't even get across it so I didn't I wasn't gonna try to get across it so I come back I called Cole and uh, and I talked to him on the phone, and, and he's like, hey, let's talk to the guide and see if there's a road over there. So I came back to the truck, and I asked the guide if there was a if there was a road over there, and he looked at my garment. He's like, yeah, I can get you close. So we drove down around, and uh, he, he did get me closer, but by the time she actually got treed, um, the hunt was pretty – I was I was done at that point. And so I got into her, uh, shined a tree. She had a coon. And uh, she did a good job uh, on that. Um, it was a cypress swamp, water about knee deep. I mean, I, there just there wasn't no dry ground in there. And so she did a really good job. Um, I was aggravated that I couldn't get her caught. I was I was heartbroken. I got scratched because I was sitting in a I was sitting in a good position, and uh, uh, it was a big gut punch. It, it really was. But she ha- she. She treated a Coon in some really bad conditions, and she there's no quit in, in her heart. She's got more heart than I think about any dog I've ever hunted. So I was proud of her. Even though I didn't win, I was proud of her. Right. So I know you're down here hunting with the Dalton gang. Yes, tell, tell us a little bit more about them dogs you guys
0: brought down here this weekend.
13: Um, we brought six dogs down here, and uh, unfortunately nobody had any luck last night. We've got a, we got a dog called Snag, which Tyler Benedict's hunting, and... Uh, there's Rickless over here showing his uh, best side. Yeah, we're going to get him back on here. We're going to snag Oxidine, get him in here too if yeah. you don't walk away. Right. Y'all hold up. We're about done here. Um, but uh, we got Snag. He's a four year old dog, placed in the top 100 of the UKC World twice. Uh, he's got about 19,000 PKC money. Pretty nice dog. And then uh, we got Rock, um, Hyde. Um, Hyde and Snag are both willy pups. Um, we got uh, the Dixie chick, which uh, Tyler or uh, Philip King handles her. And um, did I leave anybody out?
0: I don't know. I don't think so.
13: I don't think so. I, I don't I, think so. I've got everybody covered.
0: Right on. All right, buddy. Well, you guys hunting tonight?
13: We are. All right. Good we deal. Are. All, All right. right. Best of luck to you and yes, the whole
0: gang. So thanks for sitting down with us. Hey, I appreciate you All having right. me. Thanks, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. All right, all right, all right. We are sitting here with one of the best UKC judges I've had in a cast. Flanky. And I'm not saying that just because you're sitting here in front of me, but I've done told you this several times. We are sitting here with Mr. Kyle Oaks. How are you, brother?
14: Good, buddy. How are you?
0: I am great. Guys, I drew out with Kyle last year down here at this event in Grand American. He was my judge. And I was pleasantly surprised to have somebody who knew the rules, who knew how to lead a cast, who knew how to handle the situation, and filled out the scorecard right. It was nice. It
14: was a good cast.
0: It was a great Had cast. Fun. It was a great... But anyways, Kyle, I wanted to get you on here because you are getting ready to do your own podcast, yes, and I sir. just wanted to give you a little time here to tell the world about it. You know, I'm just trying to promote everybody that's doing something good for the sport. So oh, yeah. throw me the pitch.
14: Hey, we're going to start a coon hunting media. We're going to kind of just... Looking for another partner to roll in with, but... uh Kind of, we're gonna look at it, live events also. Not as much as like Joy Dog Food does, but some of the smaller stuff, like stuff like three hundred dollar Pro Classics, four hundred dollar Pro Classics, five hundred dollar Shootouts, right. stuff like that. That some people don't see live, and not the big events. You know what I mean? Right. Some absolutely. of the smaller, smaller dogs that people can't afford the big entries but also get their spotlight.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's a good idea. I haven't heard of anybody doing that yet, and I actually didn't know that. I thought you were just doing the podcast thing, but I think that's a pretty good business model. Yeah, we're kind of
14: brainstorming on that right now. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's good because there are a lot of guys who don't aren't able to go to the bigger yeah. hunts where all this stuff is broadcasted, but they've got nice dogs. Oh, yeah. They do good dog work. They
14: just ain't got the money really to back it. Exactly. Family,
0: And it takes somebody to back you in a lot of these big a hunts. A lot of them, yeah. But for you guys to come out there and give them the spotlight, yeah, I, mean, I think people, that'll go a long way. They'll appreciate it. We're hoping. So, are you hunting Rip down here this weekend? Yes, sir. Tell me a little bit about him.
14: Well, he's a blue tick. I know. Don't shoot me down real quick. But uh, he is out of a uh, racket rig crash and a red stick and out of uh, Louisiana.
0: But, so, I mean, he's a nice hound because I saw you just did a couple weeks ago the UKC Pro Slam. slam. Pro Slam. Yeah,
14: the first era Pro Slam. Yeah. We rolled in second. only
0: I mean, that's a heck of a run. For the first Pro Slam, I mean, in history. Yeah. I mean, you're there. You're scratched in.
14: <laughs> Nice, I liked it. It was a fun event, first one we ever well, first one they ever done, and we got an entry filled in like three minutes. I mean, I remember pulling over on the side of the road, hitting the emergency flashers, and getting the entry because it was filled like that. Really? But uh, it was a fun event. We all treat a lot of coons and a lot of nice dogs. But uh, yeah, he treated two coons by himself and another round and got us in the finals.
0: Right. Well, tell me a little about your cast last night. How'd that go for you?
14: <laughs> we ain't gonna go there. But anyways, uh, we uh, we drove Cypress Swamps out of Bamberg. And uh, right off the rip, we didn't get a bark for like 30 minutes. And I'm hunting a call. He's colder nose. I'm like, if, if I don't get a bark for 30 minutes, something ain't going to go good. We finally all got struck. Dog treated slick. There, well, Another dog treated slick. And uh, we went. up, dogs are trying out of here. And we called timeout. He said, we got a lot better spot. I was like, good deal. We go there, and uh, I got in there about 700, striped me for 100. Everybody else strikes, strikes. And uh, they go in there two dogs tree a slick so they're almost out backwards at this point and we still ain't heard nothing i'm like point eight, still trucking and uh they're, they tree a circle tree and come to the end of the cast about six minutes left luckily at that time rip rolled over tree way deep he covered about three and a half miles i was hoping he had a coon i had 225 penny big den tree but uh
0: so that end of the night dead cast.
14: End of the night dead cast. Well you hunting
0: again tonight, you gonna try to get yeah, tonight? We're
14: gonna try to get again tonight. Have you hopefully. already
0: drawn out? Do you know where you're going?
14: No, we don't know where we're going yet, but uh, I am cast forty six, leaving at four thirty, so oh, we should be pretty close.
0: I, you didn't pull out a judge card today.
14: We ain't got our cast yet.
0: Oh, that's right. I'll
14: get my card at 4.30. Gotcha.
0: Yesterday and I saw you had that judge card packing around, and Bailey rightly so.
14: We'll probably get her again, hopefully.
0: Yeah, so, Rip, did you get him qualified for TOC this coming year?
14: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got 13 wins last year on him. And we was hoping to get him grand before he turned two, but before he turned three. And uh, we made a good run at Grand American Winter Classic, and we was running the Perina race with him, and he got diagnosed with heartworms. So he got laid up for four months solid. And we finally whipped him out and got him rolling again, and uh, got him grand, got him tur- tournament champions. So awesome! Hoping to probably roll in a 10 mile throughout my back door. Oh yeah, that's, minutes. A, that's
0: another one than Pro Slams, isn't it?
14: Isn't it? That's where the Pro Slam was. Yeah. Yeah, that's where they're having the TLC zones this year.
0: Gotcha. So. All right, well, I haven't it. even looked at it yet to see where they were at yet, but. That'll work if you're right in your back door.
14: Oh yeah, I'm excited. I think I drive far.
0: That's right. You know, every once in a while, it's nice to have something close to home. Yeah, I mean,
14: I like traveling and everything. I do too. Seeing everybody, good hunting, better hunting. But when you got to take off work, you just slip 45 minutes away from home and hunt his own.
0: Makes it nice. Now, you told me something yesterday. You're thinking about moving.
14: Thinking about moving north.
0: For for just for better coon hunting.
14: Strictly coon hunting.
0: I mean, that is some passion and dedication.
14: I mean, it is got. It's in my blood. I mean, competition coon, and I'll be honest, I love coon hunting, but if it wasn't for competition hunting, I would not be as dedicated as I am. I mean, I'd I'd hunt once a week, twice a week maybe, but it ain't going to be no seven nights a week. Right. But, yeah, I'm moving north, hopefully in mid-Indiana.
0: Awesome, man. Well, you'll be kind of close to me up there somewhere, so we'll have to get hooked up. and Definitely. We'll have to show you how a walker dog trees a coon.
14: He needs to show mine how to treat one.
0: I'm just <laughs> messing with you. Oh, man, yeah, it's man. all in good fun. But, buddy, thank oh, yeah. you for sitting down with us today. We appreciate it. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Uh, good. Best of luck to the coon hunting media.
14: That's it, coon hunting media.
0: Can they find you on Facebook, or where can they find you?
14: Yeah, we'll be on Facebook, and we're going to hopefully release here in the next, hopefully within the next month. And uh, we'll be all over Facebook, uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube.
0: Awesome. Well, guys, so. go out there, give them, give them a listen. It's going to be good if, I mean, if he puts as much time into this podcast and stuff as he puts into knowing the rules, y'all are in
14: for a treat. We hope so. <laughs> Thanks for right,
0: That's right, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we're going to turn this into the Hunter Show. <laughs> Round number three. <laughs> He done recruited another person.
15: Uh-oh. All right, give me your name, where you're from, why you're here. Benjamin Marshall. Benjamin Marshall, where you from? Dirty Talking Coon Hounds is our brand. That's what we do. That's what, that's what we love. We love to hear a good coon dog. We love for that joker to be accurate. And we don't like no trash, do we, Hunter?
4: No, we do uh, not. No.
15: All right, well, give me give me the spiel. I don't all know. Right. I never met you. Tell me, me about it. What I do, my granddaddy been out here. He's been doing this probably 50 years coon hunting my great-grandfather's coon hunting and uh i train my own dogs i start them from the ground up um i done made grand night champions night champions
12: uh, my own
15: i don't let nobody work my dog And hunter can tell you that perfect um i got a night champion female up here uh she run like a six-year-old puppy but she nine really and uh oh yeah yeah Awesome. Yeah. You hunting tonight? In oh, the yeah. hunt, we gonna roll it one more time. This is gonna be her last go. Give her the give her one more go yeah, round, huh? And they go Woody, Woody entertainment. <laughs> oh, we done had Woody on here earlier. <laughs> <laughs> we done oh, had yeah. him on here. Yes. Yeah. See, I, see we, Woody and them that, that's the new school, man. <laughs> Woody, Woody and them came up behind me. <laughs> that's good, man. Yeah. Awesome. So, all right, So, other than Grand American, where else you run to? You're in UKC, PKC. Uh, I hunt everywhere. I hunt everywhere. Everywhere this guy get me to go, I go. And if they, if somebody say they got a coon dog, I go finish them off. There you go. All right. What's what's your favorite accomplishment? What's what's the best thing you've done? Um, I just me for me, man. It's all about the dog. I like making a, a, a finished product. And um. That's something that I've always done. That's something I'm big on. Me and my grandfather, we've always had coon dogs our whole life. English, Walker, Plot, whatever you could think of. Had them all, huh? I'd have had them all. Man. Okay, one other question. South Carolina, around here, where's the best thing to go eat? Where am I going to go? I'm hungry. Chest. God. I like a good buffet with some good fried chicken or some fried fish, and we in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, which one are we going to? Where's it hey, at around there's here? One down the street, and it's a buffet down the street. <laughs> well, what's it called? What's the name of it? I ain't from here. I'm from I'm from Augusta, Georgia. Oh, oh Augusta, yeah. Georgia. Oh yeah, I'm from Georgia.
0: Gotcha. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you was from around no, here. No, they
15: brought the Georgia boy up here.
0: Man, Georgia Bulldogs. You a bulldog fan?
15: Ah, I'm a Clemson man. <laughs> Clemson man. <laughs> All right, brother man. Well, thanks for sitting
0: down. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, we appreciate you. Yes, Good sir. luck tonight.
4: All yes, right. sir. Thank you.
15: All
0: right, guys. Well, we are getting ready to round out our trip here at the Grand American 2024. And I wanted to bring our next guest on here just real quick, just because I never met him until yesterday, but I've talked to him for, I don't know, a little bit this weekend, over the last two days, and kind of kind of got to know him a little bit. And I've really enjoyed talking to him and hanging out with him. And that is Mr. Jason Duby with Full Cry. Jason, how are you, brother?
11: I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm great. I'm really good. You wore out? I
0: am. It's been a long two days. We've been doing a lot of recordings, a lot of talking, a lot of networking. It's been good.
11: It is. And I see
0: you guys have been over there getting it.
11: Dude, it's been crazy. Honestly, it's been really cool because, I mean, I was amazed at how many people didn't know that we had picked up Full Cry. Right. You know, surprised it's still in. It's been really good. Meeting a lot of these guys, you know, I know who they are. I know their dogs. You know, I've met them through the internet you know facebook and whatever it's been nice putting faces to names for sure
0: yeah so in case the guys don't on their our listeners don't know who you are or where you're from so you work for w hunting yep. supply yep you have now acquired the full cry magazine yes sir and i believe if i had to put a guess on it you probably win the award for furthest distance traveled.
11: if we don't they're gonna be my neighbor because we're only about i don't know 60 miles from the coast when we flew from one ocean to the other, so yeah, it, it was a trip.
0: Hailing sure. out of Oregon mm-hmm. and ended up in South Carolina. Yeah. You can't
11: you can't go any more extreme on either end. No, we flew in Charleston, and there's a Charleston, Oregon. And it's funny, like we could have literally just drove 40 miles and then jumped a plane and made it coast to coast.
0: How far of a flight was that? It was like six hours.
11: Five I mean, that's hours. not terrible. No, it's not that bad. Really, it's better than driving for sure. We drove to uh, Heartland Classic back in. 2014. That was like 36 hours in Wisconsin. Yeah. And Oaks, That we drove that for w one year, and that was... I don't want to do that again. No, I wouldn't either. It's rough.
0: Yeah. Well, just give us a little quick snippet here of Full Cry and what you guys have going on. You guys are rejuvenating this magazine that's been around for forever. So for our listeners who don't know what Full Cry is, give them the
11: quick updated version of what you guys have going on. Well, it's been around and in publication since February of 1939. And it's been the world's leading tree dog publication was you know the shtick and uh when cnh publishing closed down earlier this year i got a good phone call from our buddy ben sheets yeah and he says hey man full crack they're closed i'll bet you could get it and i said i don't i don't know man like that's not my wheelhouse we do the podcast you know i'm working full time at w we got four kids like it's well we had three at the time yeah i i actually i took it to buddy and he says no man i It's just not in our business models you know it's I said okay and my wife she says well if he doesn't want it why don't why don't we buy it how hard can it be I said, honey we got a baby coming like we had a baby in in the last six months we took I'm gonna say a month or two to get things kind of put together we launched our first issue in October and we're bi-monthly so every two months and then Now we've got our second issue out. The third, she's been working on while we're here, you know, trying to get it to the designer and get it ready. But, yeah, we, I guess the mission of it, it went from just keeping something alive to, like, growing it. You know, and we went full color. It's 100 pages now. I mean, and I see it going up from there. It has to. Right. I mean, we're getting so much good content from guys. And it's just been, I don't know, it's a labor of love, but it's really cool because when it closed up it was like everybody's grandpa died i mean like the outreach you know and everybody oh it's horrible it's been around forever and i'll tell you that's the one thing we've heard since we've been here was thank you for keeping it going thank you for bringing it back thank you for doing this and really i mean it's humbling it it really is humbling so it's been a really great trip for us you know we've been flinging shirts and subscriptions and whatever but really like the people coming through multi-generationally, right? you know, and they're Absolutely. like, oh, I remember grandpa's, and it's, it kind of gives you a bigger scale to yep. look at things, you know, because in the West Coast, like, this event would blow people's mind. We don't have this out there. Right. You get 300 people together at a field trial, and you're having, like, a big shindig, <laughs> and you walk out here, and it's like, oh, my God. I know, we went to dinner Thursday night. They announced the Purina winners. And the count or the Chamber of Commerce put on dinner and all that, and we, we were thinking, man, th- this has got to bring in a ton of money for this area. They got billboards. I mean, and in your world, it's no big deal. Like you and I'm sure a lot of your listeners, like this is everyday living for the West Coasters. This is nuts.
0: And I don't know how many West Coasters would even come out here. You know, I wonder. Like other than, I mean, obviously you're the far extreme and you you're probably like the outlier in the group right. but i wonder like where the demographic stops like do they are they coming from missouri are they coming like where are they coming I'm to get sure all the way to south carolina
11: you'd be surprised because i know like i got buddies in california that drive back every year for the trig nationals or you know you got guys that come out automoaks obviously is the big one everybody talks about but this is, so. And correct me if I'm wrong. This seems bigger. It is.
0: So, in my in my opinion, I think this has more foot traffic than Autumn Oaks, mm-hmm. because you're not just dealing with the coonhounds. Where Autumn Oaks is primarily a coonhound specific event. Right. You've got guys coming here that are running deer dogs. Hog dogs, yeah. coon, it's rabbit.
11: It's like confluence. It
0: is. You've got all different types of hound hunters in here, which is what Simper Dogging is all about. People who are always dogging in all types of hounds. So we really appreciate you bringing Full Cry back because you guys are kind of specific to the tree dogs, correct, with Full Cry? Yep. But you're
11: kind of keeping it old school. It's retro. We're, we're bringing the retro back. I like yeah, it. We, to us, I mean, that's what kept it around. I mean, back in the day, this thing had 30,000 subscribers. And when we took it over, I mean, it was obviously substantially less than that. But, you know, we've doubled our subscriber base in the last six months. That's amazing. And it's been, I mean, this was a great trip for us. We met a lot of our advertisers, you know, and putting faces to names is is nice for me. Yeah. But it's... I like the old school. I'm an old soul, man. Right. I want trucker hats and aviators. You know, that's <laughs> my jam. <laughs> I love it. But
0: I know that, um, you know, listeners can go, if they're a member of Patreon through Houndsman XP, yep. they're getting a, a subscription to Full Cry included with that Patreon membership. Mm-hmm. That's how I get it. I'm a member of Patreon. Right. And I've been getting my bi monthly subscriptions. I've been thumbing through them, and I like what you got going on. The, the, um, uh, articles and columns you guys have people writing for the pictures are great you know you mentioned our buddy ben sheets he's had a couple in there that are just solid
11: yeah no he takes some good photos he
0: does he really does but other than patreon through houndsman xp where can these listeners go to and subscribe to full cry how can they find you guys
11: you bet so you can find us at fullcrymag.com and then we've got our facebook our instagram all that but subscriptions Swag, you know, we got like some old retro coffee cups, we got shirts and hats and stuff like that. That's all at fullcrymag.com. Awesome.
0: All right, buddy. Well, I know you're busy. You're packing up. We're getting ready to close down this event. It's This event, it has been great. It has, man. I've had a blast. It's been a good time. And, you know, just thank you for sitting down and chatting with me this weekend because I've spent several times just bouncing back and forth and trying to get you and Fielder, you know, pulled away from people just to talk. (laughs) Good luck
11: with that one, man. Hey, hey, that was a
0: good move, getting Fielder in your booth, by the way.
11: I'm telling you right now, that man right there, I met him at Oaks. Well, through Houndsman XP, I came out and, you know. And through the years, like, he's just became a good friend. You know, we talk family and dogs a lot more than we talk business, but it's been, you know, when those old guys take you under their wing, they want to see us do well. They do. You know, Mark Zepp, and there's been several people that have really just, they've flocked people to us, because they they know the value of this. They were part of Full Cry in the heyday. Yeah. you know, and, and trying to promote it, and I mean, I appreciate you having me on, man. We'd love to have more. We want this back to, like, heyday status. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, one thing, Fielder, he cracked me up earlier. He's always got good one-liners, you know. Oh, yeah. And he's sitting right there in that chair. We were recording a little episode here, and he said, "Uh, you know, I really feel like I'm the I'm the cheerleader these days. I'm that grandpa in the stands That's watching the is. game.
11: I'll tell you what, he's a great babysitter, too, Taylor, because we got our six-month-old baby here. She decided she was coming with us. And every time she looks at him, she just smiles with those eyes. And we're gonna to have to bring her out to Florida. Yeah, we can just drop her off absolutely, for a couple of Absolutely,
0: absolutely. All right, brother man. Well, I'll let you get back to it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here at Grand American 2024. It's been unreal. Hanging out with the guys from the Fallen Outdoors, getting all these little clips for you guys, it's been wonderful. Thank you for the support at Semper Dog, and make sure you guys go check out all of our wonderful sponsors. We couldn't do it without them. Jason, we couldn't do it without you, man, trying to bring stuff back. You're part of the puzzle. The whole thing's a puzzle, and you're a piece of it. So well, thank, thank you, you man. man.
11: We appreciate it. And I'd say if you guys are really wanting to you know, subscribe, that's great. But really, we're looking for good content because it is the best foot forward we can put. It's not lost on social. You know, These folk guys have been around for 50 years. How yep. many, you got grandpa's old ones or dad. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. So if you got something to say, get a hold of us. Well, guys, that is all
0: I've got for you. Grand American was an unreal time with unreal people. I really just thoroughly enjoyed the time that I got to spend with each and every person we had here on the podcast. I really appreciate them taking the time out of their days to sit down and record a little bit for you guys. You know, they didn't have to do that. None of these guys uh, were forced to do anything. You know, I just simply asked them if they'd like to be on here to let them know that, you know, we're trying to bring you guys the best content that, you, that we can. And I really appreciate them for it. Um, really appreciate UKC and all they did for this event and the host clubs down there in Orangeburg, South Carolina that put on such a great event that we can go enjoy every year. So once again, thank you to everybody who was involved in grand American. Thank you to everybody who came onto the podcast with me. I appreciate you guys. Um, look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Thank you to our sponsors, froggy bottom outdoors, never satisfied off road. We could not do it without them guys. Um, also, check out Hometown Heroes Outdoors. Uh, you heard us on the Dogging Tuesday. We're going to be doing a section with them coming up every episode. where We're going to feature a Hometown Hero Outdoor Hero of the Week. So stay tuned for all of that. Um, very excited for that stuff that's, that's coming forward. And we hope to keep bringing you guys what you want to hear. So until next time, guys, keep dogging.